0: Sexy nerds of the nerd imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdom. My name is Diz and I'm your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am only your classic nerd.
1: And I'm VM, your comic book nerd.
0: All right, guys. So, just a heads up to our listeners um, this is going to be our first episode that we record remotely. Um, we're not in our studio apartment or Ali's studio, right? What yeah, I like the way you said studio and an apartment.
2: And then studio, <laughs> it became studio apartment.
1: That's hey man. A, that's a Colt Cabana thing. That's from <laughs> yeah, another podcast. Yeah, it's <laughs> from the Art of Wrestling with Colt Cabana. My apartment
0: that.
2: that we use as a studio, because a studio apartment is something else.
1: Yeah, yeah no, Ali if- refuses to be acknowledged. <laughs> He refused to live in a studio apartment. That's you know, true. I wouldn't
2: if I if I lived in probably Los Angeles, I'd probably live in a studio apartment or something. I guess the rent would be so high. But Get the, the idea oh. of studio apartment is like we're all sitting on my bed <laughs> in like a circle recording this thing. No, that's not what's happening.
0: No, okay. First off, you're too rich to live in a studio, even in LA. All right, nah, you'd be in like you'd be in one of those fancy like rooftop penthouses in LA. Okay, that's yeah, it's gonna have a with a, with a bidet. You guys are oh, shit yeah. Making shit out. oh yeah, because a bidet is
2: is a true sign of wealth. It's, it's whether someone has a bidet or not.
1: It it's like is all right. out for your butt.
0: Yeah, go dude. Go anytime that you have, you're not using toilet paper and you're using water to shoot up your butt. That means you're rich. Oh, like, is that what it is? Just, yeah, I thought it it's just like you're European. No, dude. When I see, well, in America, if you have a bidet in America, you're rich. That's that's my sign. Who put the concur? drinking fountain in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my cousins have a bidet in their house and like one of our friends used their bathroom and got super confused by the bidet did they drink from the bidet? no they didn't drink from it but like <laughs> they turned it <laughs> I thought it was a valid questions, question right? No, they, like, oh, shit. Yeah, they turned it on a water fountain. Here. no they turned it on and then like the bidet sprayed their shirt and shit and like they were just soaking wet from bidet water that's water just, like, yeah I know but like You know, so is toilet water is just water, too, until, like, pisses in there. But, Mm -hmm. like, you wouldn't. Like, it still feels weird to put your hand in, like, a toilet, even if there's nothing in there.
2: All right. Well, this is a a conversation that I certainly didn't want to have. (laughs) And this is certainly not something that I think our listeners would want to hear. Um, I mean,
0: you never know, man. Yeah. Know, yeah, we, we have didn't. a an eclectic group of listeners
2: yeah i'm, I'm not so sure that there's a market uh, the bidet market is not a real market all right so so
0: i get points for using the word eclectic right by the yeah. way well it is what it is well, Anyways, when for you, the, what would
1: you claim to get points for that know. makes no yeah. sense
0: i'm giving myself points for all
2: our lovely listeners who are tuning in, do let us know how you think about this podcast because this is kind of a new experiment. We're trying something different, uh, and, and we want to see mm-hmm. if this is the kind of way we want to go forward, uh, with me moving to, to Philly. So, so yeah. definitely, uh, let us know your thoughts about this podcast, uh, audio wise, tech wise, and just conversation wise. This is this is different for all of us, uh, and we're definitely going to kind of try to uh, figure it out. We are, uh, we have a lot to kind of talk about because there's like, I feel like, especially in in 2019, because we record once a week. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like in between podcasts, so much shit happens. Yeah, literally. I'm like, like we spend our days catching up trying to discuss what happened. Like, oh crap, this happened and this happened and this happened. And especially kind of politically speaking, there was always so much for a while. I think, we were trying to do like breakdowns of what were, what was going on in the news. And it was just like, we could never possibly keep yeah. up or stay, stay current because of so much was going on. Hashtag well, too much shit going on, too much shit going on. But there is some stuff that I think we can, we can easily point out. Uh, mm-hmm. And just really can just do kind of quick rapid fire rundown. So first and foremost, I think, uh, the the concentration camps on the border remain a big kind of issue. Huge deal. Um, yeah, and huge like deal. Yeah, so we had uh, Democratic representatives from uh, the House of Representatives, also some senators from Congress go and visit uh, the concentrations in the South. And the images that emerge and the stories that emerge were horrifying to to say the least. And then the Republicans went down there. uh, Mike Pence went down there. And I think this was meant to be like a photo op and was Mm -hmm. meant to kind of like assuage some of the fears and anxieties. But it ended up Actually, backfiring because the images that came out were like of guys, uh, of of people, uh, specifically men, being shoved into these really small spaces, overcrowding little kids uh, at like metal benches, and it was just it was just a really horrifying image. And a lot of people have actually compared it to the very famous uh, image from World War II of concentration camps, where you have Nazi officials looking out over um the people that they have uh, interned so it didn't work out so, so well i
1: know dude pence are like such an asshole
2: yeah he, i mean it's, it's one of those moments where like you look at that image you go yeah that's gonna haunt you <laughs> like that's not gonna look good for the rest of your Listen, life i
1: right? hope so all right i you know what i hope satan haunts mike pence for the rest of his life yeah
2: this is this is the things like these are the type of images and someone someone mentioned like, oh, this is the stuff that historians are going to write. Like, historians are judging it now. We don't wait like 30 years before we say anything. We look at him and go, yeah, yeah, that's definitely going to be a, in a book someday. Yeah, that's definitely concentration camp. So it, it was it was bad. And I do hope it hangs around his neck like a fucking albatross for the rest of his life.
1: Can I um, ask you something? Yeah. What's an albatross? I,
2: it comes from a uh, it comes from a poem, uh, the rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, in which uh, it, you know the guy gets cursed with an a literal albatross around his neck. So it's metaphorically, a bird, no. like, it's like a, a bird, seagull, yeah. yeah, it's a giant ass seagull, and so the metaphorically it means like a guilt hung around your neck.
0: Oh, but no. So let me, let me ask you both something. Right? Did you guys ever in your life think that we would live in a country that literally Put people in concentration camps or yeah. internment camps? Absolutely. I yeah, totally. You guys did? Yeah. Like, gr- really? Yeah. I mean, we the Japanese. I was waiting for it. Like, I was waiting. I meant in like our lifetime. Well, right? v,
2: like, v knows this because it was like it was my crusade growing up, especially in high. I should say in high school, not really in middle school. But in high school, it's like constantly brought up Japanese internment like all the time.
1: Yeah, um, I remember because
2: that. our textbooks never really covered it. Remember our high school textbooks? Oh, then, yeah. It was, there was like, a paragraph, right?
1: It was yeah, five sentences talking about an internment.
2: Yes, yeah, so I was like – so I constantly brought up – and throughout college, it was like it was the annoying thing I did is try to worm in Japanese internment. I did think it would happen and I think also especially with Trump got elected, people were like, yeah, he's going to put people in concentration camps. And people were like, oh, you're, it's hyperbolic. Your kids are being hysterical. There's no way he's actually going to do that. Well, we're here. The problem is that people don't understand that these kind of massive moral crises and historical moments, when they happen, they Uh often happen very normally. Like, yeah, the concentration camps showed up in a way that for most people, you wouldn't go, oh, man, look where we're at. They just kind of absorb it as if it's normative experience. And that's, you know, that's the problem. People don't realize they're living in that moment in the same way that Germans didn't view like the rise of Nazism and the exercise of Nazism as anything other than ordinary business. I mean, people often forget there's some images that come out of concentration camps of concentration camp guards and stuff that is just, you know, it's normal people having fun, people, you know, just living their lives. And and that's the reality of history is most of history seems normal. very rare that you're like oh shit we're in this catastrophic moment it takes something like a hurricane katrina or the dropping of a nuclear bomb to actually feel that way for normal people these images like oh okay
1: yeah but you hear about the uh i mean they even made they talk about how they released videos in nazi germany about talking about how the camps were actually like a great experience where like people could work out and you know they had leisure time and everything like that for the people the people who weren't who were a little bit more i guess the people weren't part of the ss But I think what's even more interesting is that, you know, there were – they talk about – I remember listening to a podcast. They were talking about Joseph Mengele and about how with a guy like him, he would ride his bike and he would whistle. You know, it was just like another day for him, right? Like how easy – how quickly it becomes nothing more than like you going to your job and you just kind of doing your work or, you know, doing paperwork or filing everything else. Like, you know, it's not – the, the extremity of, of putting someone away and preventing them from seeing their families or from giving them right. something as basic as soap or enough water yeah. or toothbrushes like, you know, we don't really see the horror of it, right? We understand how horrible it is, but, right. you know, it's, um, it's really easy for people to just kind of forget about the bad things because yeah. there's other things that occupy their time.
2: Yeah, but it feels I mean, like it
0: becomes status quo almost. Right? Well, I mean, Sorry. I mean,
2: I was, I was just teaching a class, uh, and we're doing Roman history, and one of the things I talk about is one of the most effective strategies of Rome in making its empire normative, or people accepting as bread and circus, right? As long as people uh-huh. are fed and they have entertainment, they generally yeah. will accept whatever is going on in their lives, um, and that's that's very much the case, is that. And I, and I think the Trump administration is, is instinctively aware of this, is they rely on the fact that we're either too exhausted from work and life and whatnot to mm-hmm. really make an effort to, to address these kind of massive political scandals, or they keep us busy. And one of the things that, that's kind of come from this is that the Democratic uh, representatives all testified, and they made uh, some pretty big headwaves. And so Donald Trump responds with this kind of go-back-to-your-country Bullshit, Bullshit. Yeah. It's really outright racist shit that he says to women of color. Uh, three of whom who were born here, one of whom is an, was a citizen, right? Came here as a child. But this go back to where, care, where you came from is something that that isn't just directed towards immigrants and certainly as I think um, many immigrants have experienced it, but is very much directed towards black people. Well, if you don't like it, you should go back to Africa. And you see a lot of black people have heard that very yeah, hurtful sure. bullshit before. So he actually outright said it and re- Republicans are doubling down on it. And so much of the controversy has now shifted away from uh you know the concentration camp to the racist shit they that donald trump has said and in many ways has acted as a sort of distraction tactic everyone's talking about that right now rather than what's going on on the border
1: well let me ask you something ali where are you from
2: i'm from virginia that's i like <laughs> always <laughs> did, you,
1: did you see that with uh kelly and codway
2: yeah she has with what the, your uh, with what's, Fein- what's with, your ethnicity fineberg
1: that whole Man. thing where it's like during the press conference oh or whatever god, i saw that oh my god and the thing is though it's like i hate to say it right well you know i don't hate to say it because i think it's true but like you want to talk about like this like almost jo- joseph goebbels um type figure right <laughs> yeah and i mean like Kellyanne conway fits it to a T, and you know they even kind of look alike because goebbels is dead <laughs> in a skeleton and I'm, she looks I'm, like a fucking skeleton too i, I don't that's neither that, here nor there
2: <laughs> i'm curious is like like, I don't understand her marriage. I know I've heard of opposites attract, but I'm like, is this like a an act yeah. that they're doing? Her and George Conway? Like cause he just literally wrote an op ed? He's like, yeah, this dude's a racist. Outright <laughs> calls the president her wife's boss a racist, and she just continues on as if you know nothing is going on. Is this?
1: <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about ultimate privilege?
2: Yeah, all It's all like George, privilege. Yeah, like
1: George Conway does not feel any of the ramifications. Um that you know that a lot of people would do feel in this administration, right? Because of who he's connected. So he has the complexion for the protection, as Paul Mooney would say, right? (laughs) He does, good old Paul Mooney. The the collection for the protection, you know, for the collection, right? So he makes Um, you know, he can say whatever the fuck he wants, and he understands that he has a certain autonomy over his opinion. Right. He's able to say it, right? The reality is though. He is getting he is getting paid from Kellyanne Conway being married. to Kelly. He is getting right. paid for his opinion, right? And right. he knows that no matter what he says, he's getting paid no matter what.
2: Right, right. It, it's it's a it's it's a bizarre thing. She, I mean, again, but again, this is the kind of doubling down that we're seeing in in, in with the Trump administration and this openly ac- openly you know accepting of racist nativist. Bullshit, and the Republican Party has jumped on board. Rather than be like, oh shit, we're horrified. The vast majority of them are like,
1: eh, it is what it it's is. Like, was did... it like three of them? Three yeah, of them condemned, like one independent. Like only like only
2: yeah. a couple, uh, you know, kind of said anything, and what they said was very milquetoast. But uh, they d- then sent out Liz Cheney, who seems to be competing for the title of worst Cheney. I didn't think there was. Possible with a torturing, human yeah. rights-violating, warmongering. shot a guy
1: in the ass, didn't he? In, in the, the face. face. In the oh, face. In, in the, the face. He shot him in the ass. Shot him in the yeah. face.
2: <laughs> warmongering, corrupt father that she has. Somehow she's managed to emerge as the worst Cheney. Wait, so is less a Cheney? Uh, no, this is not. No, this is the other sister who actually threw oh, okay. her lesbian sister under the bus. By the way, when oh, she geez. ran for office, she, originally uh, they were pro gay. Ma- she was pro same-sex marriage because of her sister, but because well, she was running in a very conservative uh, race, she threw her sister on the bus. and Like I don't believe in same-sex marriage, and this, so her sister no longer speaks to to, to Liz Cheney anymore. So that, that's how ruthless the Cheney family is, just to give you a, a quick, you know, peek inside their life. So she goes out and she defends Donald Trump and goes, "Those communist you know, America hating, America bashing, so on." So there's this whole spiel. I'm like, if you if you're sending out Liz Cheney for. For, you know, optics. <laughs> you're in a bad position. You've got to be in a horrible position if that's the person you're gonna to turn to to sell your message like holy shit.
1: Yes, what then, is it about people's children that make them so insufferable between a uh, McCain's daughter oh and my God. Cheney's daughter, you're not yeah. And then you know, my, I mean my daddy. Trump's daughter, like I mean, man, like I mean even then, Chelsea Clinton's a pain in the ass too.
0: That's true. <laughs> you know, yeah. But nothing irks me more as like an american than someone saying if you don't like it get out like are you kidding me like that's literally what this country was founded on if we don't like it speak up yeah
1: like, their punk ass had eight years to pack during obama's administration i don't see any of them leaving
0: dude, i swear like it just it makes no damn sense to me and like it's little microaggressions like that right like that continue the other thing, right like you mm-hmm. brought up something earlier ali like you said like when people ask, like, "Oh, where are you from?" Right, like, V, you made a joke about it earlier, but like, dude, I'll be at work, mm-hmm. and I get that shit all the time. Yeah. Oh, so where are you from? Right, right. right? right. And I am an asshole, right? Like, so I mean, like, I am from Virginia. So uh, I do I? Ha-
2: yeah, I do, do the I same have, thing.
0: Like, yeah, I am like, oh, do I have an East Coast accent? Like, can can you hear like the DC in my voice? Right. And like, oh, I, I mean, like, what about like your ethnicity? Right, like, right. What? Like, why does that matter? Like, I am fucking, I am. I'm, you're not like, you're not here to learn my life story. I'm not here to learn your life story. We're well, here to do a business. I think it's
2: fun. It's fundamentally about what, right? It's, it's it's about determining how they're going to treat you,
0: right? You know, uh, when they yeah.
2: ask you, when they ask you where are you from, even in the most politest sense, right? Even those that are like, oh, I'm I'm just being polite. I'm curious. It's a determination mm-hmm. of whether you are American or not. Um, and they may go, oh, okay, well, well, you're you're definitely American. But the fact that you have to ask. Point of origin means that you're creating some type of like, this person is different than I right. am. Um, and it is, it's a, it's, un, it's fundamentally about distancing. When we got it all growing up, right? I, I joke mm-hmm. that it was a white person proverb that. Where are you from? Is definitely something that you hear all the time, but what's fascinating is it's not just an immigrant thing, right? So with immigrants, it's a very clear way of saying, well, you are an immigrant, even if you're born here, right? I mean, all three of us are were born in the United States, but all three of us have heard the "where are you from" thing. It's doubly so used against uh, Black people, particularly who are generations have lived here, but they go, well, why don't you go back? That type of language, this idea that somehow dissent and and not being able to you know that criticizing the country is somehow uh, grounds for dismissal or treason or whatnot, was particularly popular I think when when we were growing up with the with the war on terror. If you didn't right. agree with what was going on, then you had to go back to where you came from. if you don't like it, leave and to see that, what is what is really just kind of a lowbrow racist rhetoric become part of the political discourse is kind of interesting because politicians have always co-opted those racist pieces of, of shit right that's mm-hmm. the republican party through and through the southern strategy at its heart is about co-opting that racist nativist xenophobic component but um, Ali,
0: the Democrats
2: invented the Ku Klux Klan. Whatever. It's always had that, that Southern strategy. But to see it so openly embraced and deployed at the highest level by the president is, I think, what's kind of deeply alarming. And, uh, and you know, the the House of Representatives is currently uh, putting out some type of, of – um, measure to condemn the president's words but we're like at the we're at the point now where it's like yeah he he, he knows he can get away with anything because the democrats aren't really going to do anything and his base is never going to really leave him and so it's up to other people who are now so exhausted uh over being outraged that they they just accept it they're like all right it is what it is we'll we'll tweet and hashtag something but then we'll move on to the next controversy that's part of that mm-hmm. reliance on you being too exhausted to even even respond and then at the same time that this is going on and this is the kind of final political rundown and then that's it no more trying to keep up um we have ice raids happening so there is a um A plan by the Department of Homeland Security to round up as many people as possible. This is fundamentally not about security or even about immigration. This is a scare tactic used to terrify immigrants and particularly undocumented people that ICE is going to show up at your door and just make you. I mean, imagine saying, oh, we're going to develop an immigration policy. Let's draw inspiration from Crystal Knock, right? Sorry about that. That was my laptop. (laughs) We. We're going to draw uh, inspiration from this horrible moment in world history. We're going to show up, round people up. We're going to allow the mob to descend into violence. And part of it is it's to inspire. I mean, Christendom people forget isn't just about state fines. It's about ordinary people accepting it, jumping in, throwing rocks at Jewish businesses, etc., so it's, it's about a, a scare tactic. Now, they held off on this raid. It was originally supposed to happen on Sunday. But there was belief that one, there was just too much outrage about them. So they, they kind of held off for a couple days. Um, and then there was also an attack on an ICE facility in Oregon. Um, there was a, a, a an individual an older man who left a manifesto and said that he he could no longer accept the conditions that they were now he didn't actually attack the facility he attacked the parking lot attacking the cars and the vans that were transporting people uh, he he ended up with like Molotov cocktails and guns and whatnot he ended up getting shot and killed uh, but for him it was it was about direct action about yeah. like, I needed I need to put my body physically in line um, and he was you know, called a terrorist and whatnot. But it was an, his actions alone was enough to frighten ICE to slow the roll a little bit. Um, but then now they're happening. As we're recording today on a Tuesday, there are reports that it's really kind of underway right now mm-hmm. that the ICE raids are happening. And they're going to happen tonight and tomorrow. So this is kind of we're in this moment of political just mayhem. And I think Currently Nerdy accepts that we're never going to be able to keep up, but we're going to try to break down as much of the stuff that is trending and viral and going on and related to, to, you know, the things we're interested in and you're interested in. Hopefully, that'll keep us current. That'll keep the current part of Currently Nerdy.
0: Mm All right. I got some current for you guys. All right. And it's not political. But this, Mm -hmm. I saw this story the other day. All right. And. It it Mm-mm. touched at my heartstrings. All right, don't even. There was a poor man, poor poor man by the name of Chris Morgan. <laughs> oh, shut he's up! Right? This poor guy, he's he's been lambasted for being short, mm-hmm. and I feel for you, brother. You know, we're brothers in this Oompa Loompa game together. You know. We're, we're short brethren. We have the Napoleon complexes. <laughs> no, and this guy was a fucking asshole. Fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this, what the hell's the much, your problem? <laughs> as much as I'd love to support my other short brothers, you know what I'm saying? Like short people, we need love too. But Chris Morgan, you set back the short people movement like 50 <laughs> years, man. Fuck you.
1: Yeah, I want his um, ass to sink into a chocolate river. Like Willy <laughs> Wonka <could like>, stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> look man i don't know if you guys saw I, i'm pretty sure you guys have seen this because this fucking video went viral right i
1: watched it actually several times i couldn't yeah, stop I, watching it
0: yeah i couldn't either like it, it was it was hilarious but like also yeah. like frightening at the same time absolutely so so for those of you who don't know chris morgan is like this like middle-aged bald mm-hmm. white dude or balding white dude he's got that fucking power short, donut. super yeah, short He's like he's shorter than me, right? So like he's super short. Three so he's feet like 5'2. 5'3, right? Five, two, five, three, right? Um, he went into this this uh, bagel place called Bagel Boss in Long Island. And um, he's ordering a bagel, I guess. And I, I he, for whatever reason he thinks that the people mm-hmm. behind the counter are snickering at him, right? So he starts degrading him, right? And then someone decides to record him, and like when you see the recording it starts off with like you think well, it's he, okay because he makes his claims like aren't just and about he,
2: the women he in, he talks about women in general he does this whole like when i'm on dating yeah, sites mm-hmm, and they yes. they say stuff to me it's like it's this weird like this is i'm pent up he's he's got a chip on
0: his shirt. yeah. like he's just pissed off super chip on a show. He's like, you think it's okay for women to, to tell me on dating websites because I'm short that I should die, huh? You think I don't notice you guys snickering and you're laughing and you're biting your lip and blah 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 blah. Right? And like he's just going off and then some like some dude tells him to shut up and he's like you're not God. I love you father I love how you're doing or the my accent. boss. Oh my god don't <laughs> Jesus Yeah dude it's a right. it's, it's that long island accent. You're not you're not god my father or my boss so shut the fuck up and then so someone else tells him to shut up and he's like you want to take this outside buddy you want to take this outside and all of a sudden some other dude just jumps him and tackles his test to the ground (laughs) like just seeing this big dude just swarm on him was the most hilarious thing i've ever seen in my life
1: i like to break down techniques (laughs) like a ufc fight and this guy like he, like, pounces on them like a jungle cat. He's like, it's he's like, very he's like The guy's very tall
2: him. in comparison to this guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's so yeah.
1: short, right? So it's, like, in midair, he has to, like, compress his, like, body to, like, be able to, like, actually tackle him properly, right? Or something like that, because, like, this little Bagel Boss guy was, like, yeah. he's, like, such a small human well, he, being. I mean, and then he continues afterwards. You know? It's, like,
2: he gets tackled, and apparently the other guy leaves, and he continues until he gets his actual... Whatever it is, he ordered his bagels or whatnot. And, and he, he continues to rant. And, and the girl who, who, who filmed the entire thing was actually quite funny because she ends up in the video at one point just like, I just wanted bagels. I <laughs> just came in for bagels here. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean like, wow. He, I mean he went, he went viral. Uh, someone joked oh, okay. the other day it's like every, every week or every day there's a main character on twitter or social media and your job in life is yeah. to never be that main character and he ended up being the main character
0: yeah so you're so still- so here's my thing right right and 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 don't get me wrong this is in right. no way of me supporting this dude right but like i, I even i hate to say this because it sounds so stupid but right there is a thing is heightism right People get, right. people, it's it's not like a systemic thing, right? It's not like a, it's not like this huge thing. But yeah, you know, like people get bullied for being short. Ali fucking bullies me for being short all the time. Uh, I wouldn't right? call it bullying. Uh, I, ca- yeah. I, I would call yeah. it building character. <laughs> 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 Spoken like a bully. But like, you know, like it's, it's a part of growing up. And it, to be honest, as a dude who's not very tall, like, you know, being five foot eight, Five Before foot three. I leave fucking cost. I'm do. five foot eight, not five foot. We'll two. split the difference. We'll okay. split the difference. Five foot <laughs> three. I'm five foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> not- <laughs> Anyways, so as like as a person who's like who's shorter than most of my friends, like I'm you know, I'm constantly being picked on for being short, but like I don't take offense to it, right? Like it's not a big deal. I'm just used to it, right? And I guess for some people, like it could make you like emotionally like damaged. And I understand that, right? But That does not excuse the fragility of this dude's ego, right? Like, he's upset that women are snickering at him or he's not getting attention on dating apps. It's like, dude, how fragile is your ego? You don't fucking deserve that attention just because, you know, you are who you are, right? Like, you have to earn that shit. Like, you have to earn Mm -hmm. your, your place in life. And this dude just expects that shit to just be handed to him. And when it doesn't get handed to him, he goes on this fucking rage and it's like, it's women's fault. You know, it's like, all no, you women, you want me to die, and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's it's like, f- literally, like, it's info right, culture right. at its worst.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I agree with that, Diz. You know, I understand, you know, the people do discriminate against people with height, those stupid fucking roller coasters <laughs> that make you, uh, you know, be a certain height to get on there. Seven, Man, I hate those things. The seven foot deep <laughs> swimming pools I, and yeah, shit, I mean, six right? Six foot I
2: mean, is too much for really, right? Six foot foot. <laughs>
0: Yeah. it is dude i don't go into a pool like if it's if it's like five feet i'll be in there but like my uh it covers like the bottom part of my lip so i have to stand on my tippy toes because i don't know how to float i don't know how to swim remember <laughs> wow. but i try to stay in there i try to stay in the four feet section of the pool you three know, to four feet and i, I want to remind
1: there. all you short people out there right that you know i mean most of hollywood is yeah actually, i don't like, to say that years, is like i don't
2: right? like, like, you know, that. Like, I've always heard the idea that, that the taller you are, the more successful you are, right? Like the, that is part of society is that people judge people on height and taller people end up getting higher pay, et cetera. And same thing with like good looking people, right? But always, I'm always reminded of like Hollywood's got a lot of short dudes like Tom Cruise and whatnot and Brad Pitt. They're not all.
0: And they're always being made fun of man. Look at Kevin Hart.
2: Kevin Hart is know, the biggest little man in Hollywood. I don't know about this i think Kevin the, Hart is the the, biggest little man i don't think Hollywood. it's as systemic as people think claim it is
0: no i don't think it's i don't, I don't think it's right. a systemic issue at all right and like for the most part i don't think it's an issue i think bullying is an issue like bullying anyone for anything is an issue but i don't think like heightism right because I, I use that for lack of a better term right because i don't think there is a such thing like i don't mean to demean like mm-hmm. other people's like plights with mine for being made fun of because I'm short because right. it is nowhere near like I'm not right. getting kicked out of my house for being short right whereas like people in the LGBTQ I mean, community I'd, I'd are getting I'd kicked kick out for out. being short right Fuck <laughs> I mean you have to be this <laughs> tall like if I was the landlord
2: I'd be like yeah I'm sorry I'm not I'm not renting this space to you. uh, you're uh you're an abomination
1: <laughs> the countertops <too laughs> for high safety reasons
2: for you. You. you have to be this yeah. tall to use this refrigerator. <laughs>
0: You know, you're not helping with this. I'm not. I'm really kind of
2: exposing myself a little bit.
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah, asshole.
1: I think it's important, too. I mean, you think about... How ridiculous is this, though? It's like he... uh, Imagine how egocentric and how arrogant you have to be to assume that people think that you're important enough Mm -hmm. to snicker at you, though. You know, like, everyone has their own shit in their life. They all have better things to do than to look at some oblong-looking bald (laughs) fuck. Uh, who's uh five feet tall or whatever, right? Uh, and and all of a sudden, like, oh, we're gonna take Did this you just time. call him oblong, isn't he oblong shaped? He is oblong <laughs> shaped, he looks like a fucking, like the like a fucking bowling pin. Yeah, you know? it's the funniest shit I've ever He's heard literally I've a bowling used pin on the Jersey Shore, like that's literally what he is, right? <laughs> that's terrible. I love it, but you know, like, it's I, I don't understand this. It's all like, you know, I, you know, we we as humans are egocentric, right? We are the center of our own universes and we are the, the main characters in our own stories, right? But think about how. It's like how upset you have to – or how just arrogant or how egocentric you have to be really to think that – to assume Mm -hmm. that number one, all women are this way and also that everyone – has the time to be thinking right. about you. Well, enough, I mean, he, obviously it's around.
2: a pattern for him, right? We talked about it. like he, he goes around like videotaping this stuff and like he's actually, when they interviewed him, he like he sees himself as a sort of moral crusader for short people, for short guys. He doesn't see himself as doing anything wrong. And that that's fascinating to me that like he yeah. sees all of his life's worries connected to this one issue that he feels insecure over. Oh, uh, my life sucks. This is why yeah. Bro, my like job guy- isn't going well. This is why I have bad service at one place. This is why.
0: Bro, this dude's like the biggest scumbag in the world, bro. Like yeah, he has like a YouTube channel where like I, uh, I was watching something where right. they were putting like highlights of his YouTube channel. This asshole recorded himself at the end of a date where like the girl didn't want to go back home and like uh, hook up with him. Mm-hmm. or go back to his house and hook up with them afterwards. So like he's sitting there, he's recording her like sneakily and he's like, so you don't want to go back to my place and fool around? And she's like, "No." He's like, "Well, I spent three hundred fifty thousand dollars. First off, why are you? There's no way you spent three hundred fifty thousand dollars mm. on a fucking date. Calm yourself down." And then like, he, he gets in the car. She's trying to get in because he's her ride home, mm-hmm. and it's fucking snowing. And he just leaves her out in the snow because he thought that she owed him sex. Yeah. one like, well, I, mean, I saw one insane. of the. I didn't
2: see the compilation, like, but I did see a clip of him. Um, you know, uh, calling the cops on on these individuals, these workers that look like I think it is Seven Eleven or some type of convenience store, it is. and the yeah, cops were no, just was like, a what, "What the hell? Like, what are we even doing here?" But th- there's some serious insecurity problems with this guy. But the fact that now he's we're in the state where he's capitalizing on that, and this is what's like my mind is just kind of blown. It's like he saw mm-hmm. that video, and I think normal reaction should be like, "Oh wow, that's embarrassing." And rather than going, oh wow, that's really embarrassing, he's now going and doing interviews, he's on radio shows, he's selling a, a shirt that actually says, You're not my my God, my boss, my dad, or whatever. And he's now what is he doing? He's like promising to fight either
1: viral. Oh, he's on a celebrity, like some celebrity. He just signed a contract oh, to do like God, viral star boxing or he's something. He's actually like making yeah, a like career boxing. out of this.
2: And he's he's milking his 15 minutes of notoriety. And that's fascinating and disgusting all at once. It's like, he should see that and be like, wow, look at the way that I treated those people who were just trying to make my fucking bagel. Or look at how embarrassing this was. And instead, yeah. he's going, I was right. Let me make money off of this. And the fact that there is an audience for it, that there are people who are supporting him and buying his shirts and following him. Dude,
0: Barstool, Barstool Sports, like, literally calling him a hero. Mean, what for be, short like, people what everywhere. is
2: going on here? We're in this moment where, like, <sighs> used to be that public shame meant something. <laughs> <laughs> right i hate to say i hate to say make public be, shame yeah. great again to a certain extent but it's like you remember back in the days like publicly <laughs> wow. shaming people was a big deal you know you'd you'd hide from the paparazzi, yeah. you'd hide from you know, like the, there was a there was the fear was that the dirty nasty crazy shit you did in your life that was private would become public but this guy is out mm-hmm. there for everyone to see and and people are tuning in oh my god that I don't get that. That to me is, like, I love it. That, that's a
1: social a disease, fucking car crash, that's like like a social disease
2: to me. I look at that and go, wow. Well,
1: I mean, fragility no. now, you know, I mean, public shame I and mean, then not fragility, public shame is dollars, right? It converts mm-hmm. itself into money now, but I also want to, you know, this also important thing about that fragility is protected right. by society. Like it'd be, you know, like he's a, at the end, you know, he's a, he's a short white man. You know that's and you know the, I hate to say it again, but you oh, know the so complexion true. for the protection, that's right? Like people are willing and for the collection, right? He is making money off the fact that he has the mm-hmm. safety of being that way, without you know enabled and being able to capitalize mm-hmm. on on those things, right? Whereas yeah. you know you have other viral stars who aren't right. white, you know, um, who who I mean, who quite frankly, are just as obnoxious, right? But you know, what was that guy? This the, was it—the squad guy. He used to like jump into shit all the time in vine i don't remember what his name mm. was it was a couple years ago but like you know fousey tube not fousey no um i don't remember what his name is but he, you know he used to he he was obnoxious right he went to a 7-eleven harassed people uh everyone do it was like the coffin is you know, the you know put him in a put him in a coffin guy. oh
0: put him yeah they put him in a coffin mm-hmm. guy, yeah it's like
1: he went to jail right? yep. <laughs> he's a black guy. he went to he's you know in my opinion just as obnoxious just as shitty right yeah. the guy went to jail you know, whereas mm. where the, you know, a uh, bowling pin guy here is, you know, making right. money now off of it, right? Bro,
0: imagine, imagine that was me in that video, right? Like, if I fucking flipped out at like a donut shop or a bagel shop, first off, YouTube yeah. would have kicked me off this podcast, right? I, it would have been the end of my fucking podcasting career. Mm. I would have been fired for my job. Like, mm-hmm. my friends would have disowned me, like. And Homeland exactly.
1: Security would have been, you know, oh, five knuckles oh, God, up your ass God. right now searching you for all sorts of fucked up shit, Forget, right? And then, Seriously.
0: And then, the, and then the public opinion would have been like, look. Well, yeah, I think that certainly my,
2: minorities people. who face any type of notoriety get grouped into kind of a collective guilt, right? Oh, like, oh, that group of people, right? Or, oh, look, black people, look, brown people, look, Mexicans or Muslims or whatnot. Certainly that plays a role. And uh, and, and and I think that um, – you know his race does play a factor in this but i also think part of it is is endemic to this mm-hmm. kind of system that we've built the kind of, and we've talked about this with social media this kind of uh, com- this this chasing of social capital through social media because social media makes it so open right like it's not yeah. in some regards it's like it takes the logic of reality tv that anybody can be a star to its ex- extreme logical conclusion by making anyone a viral sensation. And I think there are some serious consequences about that that we don't that we don't talk about. So at the same time that Bagel Boss was happening, we had another kind of internet controversy. There was a young girl by the name of uh, Bianca Devins, who's just a recent high school graduate. She was like 17 years old. Um, and she had cultivated an, an, an online following, particularly on uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and on uh, Discord so discord is this kind of i don't exactly n- understand discord mm-hmm. but it's basically like a chap a chatting um, program if i if i understand correctly and gamers use it uh, a, a lot so it's part of the kind of gaming community the twitch community etc and so she had she had found that she'd this, kind of this develop this following and become kind of a micro celebrity or an influencer what no, a small one but definitely one and she met this this guy uh through a dating app uh at, like two months ago and they'd only known each other for like yeah. two months then Never actually dated, him and uh, but she had built this kind of you know connection. He ended up becoming a, a stalker, what's called in in internet parlance, an orbiter. Right? These are guys who basically mm-hmm. surround themselves around or or kind of uh, you know revolve around women online. Uh, what are dismissingly referred to as e-girls. I think it's a very dismissive word, um, but that's what they they refer to. It's like the, the, the kind of fans, the reply boys or the reply guys of those girls. But he ended up becoming a whole, whole nother level of stalking with her, flipping out. He had, he had you know, communicating with her. He shows up to a concert that she had gone to because she had gone to a concert with a different guy. He pulls her aside. He flips out on her. He then kills her with a knife. Uh, and I don't want to give him the name or go too fuck, much dude. gruesome details. Cause I'm not into that kind of this weird torture porn that is our media now. Then he stuffs her into his trunk yeah. and takes pictures of it and posts it to her discord where some of her followers were there and they were oh, like, fuck, oh, cool. Like the response, if you read the discourse, you're just like, oh my God, these people are broken in the head that they were, uh, you know, okay with seeing this image. He posted it up on his Instagram. He ended up trying to attempt to commit suicide. Uh, it didn't work out. The police have caught him. I think he's in critical care right now. The problem then is that um, since then, what's happened is that. People are now talking about this as like, oh, so for example, uh, CNN writes, a man killed his girlfriend and then shared photos of her dead body on a gaming platform. Well, they weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. They weren't dating. Uh, They had just met recently and she had rejected him but that our media is talking about the way other people have used it on social media as a way to try to gain clout for themselves, posting images of her, a dead body, uh, on, on her Instagram or saying, Hey, I have the images on my Instagram, come out to my profile and follow me and you'll get a chance to see it. I mean, this is, this is what we're talking about. We can all kind of laugh at the, at the bagel boss and go, okay, crazy, stupid story. Well, the guy's uh-huh. a douchebag, but whatever. But there's a darker side to this kind
0: of clout chasing that we never really talk about. That's true. Dude, did, did these people know that like she was dead? Like legit dead when they were like commenting on the original post that like he posted, or did they think like
1: she was doing some kind of like cosplay or some shit? I guess you never really like, the, I don't know about that, but you really you never really know anymore, do you? At the end of the day because I mean, the problem that goes along with this is that sometimes, you know, pulling what are what people consider quote-unquote pranks or whatever else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times people don't believe, or, and let's face it, some people are fucking ghouls, right? They love that stuff. They're into it. That's you true. know, they're not connected to it personally, right? They're just in along for the ride. You know, they want, the, they want that entertainment, right? And it, it fucking sucks because it kind of kills right. any type of empathy um, that, you know, that we thought that we had as a society, right? Um, but to think about the amount I, i'm gonna I'm actually gonna say this right now, right Guy bagel guy yeah. bagel boss guy, right uh-huh. they, he may seem harmless, right but those but they all started right. as that guy you know every yep. all those serial killers all that they all started as yeah. that, as bagel boss guy right no one no mm-hmm. one's born they they start with that frustration that's where it, that's where it begins um and then hopefully, you know if we're lucky, it doesn't end in this right but it does sometimes and we always have to keep an eye out for that shit, right. Now, what's crazy is that I have a lot of friends, you know, I work in the in the service industry. So a lot of the girls that I work with are very, right. very sociable, Charming, they're right. very outgoing. Right. And, you know, exactly. And as a bartender, you know, you observe a lot of different type of behaviors that are going on, especially the dynamic between like a bar right. patron who's a male and like a female bartender, right. or a female server. Right. And then, you know, a lot of times when we hang out, we'll talk and then, you know, we talk about, you know, these spaces that aren't face to face because you know there's a, a little bit more control when you're face to face with someone but when you're on a space that's say like a dating app or even in like a game like overwatch you know where all the sun all the pretense you know all that stuff is gone because you have a little bit anonymity. of anonymity right you have the safety yeah. of that of that screen you know how different it is and how many times a girl who's actively trying to find someone to you know to make a connection with is bombarded with harassment, um, even worse, you know, um, even, you
2: know, like to right.
1: dick pics, uh, you know, I mean, I think, um, one of your, one of your friends, the, the girl who writes, mm-hmm. uh, burgers and beer, you know, I remember reading one of, or reading one of her articles a long time ago about how mm-hmm. Afghan men harassed her on dating apps too, because yeah. of some of her opinions. Right. And I'm not talking about no. like, you know, like, Oh, what, you know, I'm not talking about like kind of innocuous. I'm talking about like, you yeah. should die type shit. Right. Or like you're a fucking whore type shit. Like Really.
2: Well, I think up, women face harassment in their daily life, in their IRL, if we, we, you can use it, in real life, constantly, right, from whether they're getting hit on at work or catcalled or whatnot. But then you add the anonymity and the distance of the internet and it suddenly ex- it simply exacerbates that. Men are far more comfortable telling people to die on online, right? So like the internet makes it makes harassment worse, not better, but actually worse. And I think that's what we're talking about. It becomes in, in like intrinsic to internet culture itself. I mean, the fact that we have something called incels, right? Involuntary celibates, these people yeah. who are angry that they can't get laid, these basement dwellers who then create an online community and who have now been at the heart of multiple forms of violence against women women from mass shootings, Elliot Rodgers, and so on, a variety of different forms of violence against women. I mean, that should tell us something that something has gone wrong in internet culture, and we haven't really addressed it head on. If society already harasses women, well, what do you think happens when you add in the tool to make that harassment easier, right? that That's the conversation we're not
0: having. Well, here's the thing, right? This is like, something that i've been talking talking about Mm -hmm. with a lot of like friends um because like you know like we talked about it a few weeks ago i i led a discussion on healthy masculinity right and for a lot of guys right we get defensive right we're we're like oh it's not all men it's not us blah blah we're not like that i'm not like that like but our culture and our society in general has kind of taught us like terrible things growing up right Like, look at how relationships are are portrayed in movies, right? Like, Mm -hmm. guy loses girl, guy ends up, like, scouring the world, Mm -hmm. trying to find her again, right? And, like, she'll be in a healthy relationship with someone else, but somehow, like, he has to confess his love to her. And that's super romantic, right? But that's kind of toxic, right? Like, she, she left you, she's in a healthy relationship now, leave her alone, right? But, like... We're taught that you're supposed to keep fighting for the girl, right? Like, th- these are shits that we're these are, these are sh- uh, things that that we're taught about right. relationships and how to be men, and like the problem is is we don't realize that kind of stuff that we see in the media, that we see in movies, and we see in TV shows, right? That leads to like bad ideas for us growing up, and until like we learn mm-hmm. that like a lot of our behavior is super toxic and that we need to change it right like because growing up i didn't think cat calling was a big deal right growing up like i didn't know that like it made women super uncomfortable or they didn't feel safe right like like if i saw like a a hot girl when i was with my friends you know like i'd be like damn you know i'd say it loud so they could hear me you know like or like i would go and just try to like pick up on them and shit and like even our books and our tv shows we had like the pickup artist right by like the mystery method all that shit that became huge mm-hmm. in like the mid mid to late like knots right like that was a big deal they made a fucking show on vh1 called the pickup artist where it taught nerdy dudes how to fucking pick up girls and sleep with them and shit like these are behaviors that we that we were uh taught and we were thought, taught that it was acceptable to do so we have to unlearn that shit and relearn like how to be healthy dudes and how to be positive with our masculinity instead of making women uncomfortable. And it's like, it 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 ties back to this fucking Bagel Boss guy, right? Like, look how fragile his ego was when he thought someone was laughing at him. Now, imagine like how fragile someone has to be when they think that they're owed sex or they're owed a relationship. And when they don't get that, they become violent because they felt like something that belonged to them or that they deserved was taken away mm-hmm. from them. Like it was a travesty, you know, like that well, there, there's a sense of a very clear entitlement.
2: Fight. And I think we see it in the case of, of the, of Bianca, right? This guy felt entitled to her. And when he, mm-hmm. when she wasn't giving it to him, when she was rejecting or she was paying attention to someone else, it literally became violent. And it's easy to dismiss him as oh, crazy or whatnot. But the, here's the thing. The fact that the response to her that some people, not everyone, but some people are saying, well, she deserved it because she led him on or because she wasn't or whatnot, tells you that this is a culture of entitlement, that this is a culture that says we that women owe us men something, and they have to give us that something. And when they uh-huh. don't, they're in the in in the bad. Not us. They're in the fault. They're in the in the problem. They're the problem. And this is serious. The internet has exacerbated this because not only is not only do you have this sense of entitlement, but then you have this desire for recognition that's added on there. Why take a picture of her and post it on Discord if for no other reason than to once again seek out clout or seek out fame or notoriety or approval or recognition? I mean, again, that component of like, I need to get that like, I need to get that retweet, I need to get that uh, Instagram share or whatnot, that is a driving force that exacerbates this sense of uh, of entitlement
1: yeah i think also mm-hmm. what's crazy too is that the fact that she was semi-popular in circles also i think added to added kind of to that frustration right i feel like for a lot of men there's that weird there is that weird thing where it's somehow it's like you you know you want the girl so much but you're just so upset that she that, that you want her so much and then that frustration like builds into this it just into this kind of violent tendency right or there's that weird obsession i mean we saw it you know not too long ago with Mm -hmm. uh christina grimmie right the girl from the voice Mm -hmm. that singer it's like you know that's and it turns into this thing where it's like i think her fame and the fact that people knew who she was made it even worse for him right and it also gave him a lot of the vehicle as to you know to him deciding that that's what he wanted to do
0: no and i understand that but like i don't want to discredit like normal women right because like for me like not that this ha- happens often if ever but like if mm-hmm. i break up with a girl or if i reject a girl like my biggest fear when i see that person is right. it might be an awkward situation right for women if they break up with a dude. Or are they like rejected? And and even if not physical violence, violence, they certainly
2: feel emotional violence and psychological violence. Is the guy going to fly off the hinge? Is he going to yell? Is he going to make a scene? Is he going to threaten me physically, right? And the reality is that, guess what? they it that's absolutely true it's not always going to lead to murder even though the number one cause of of death for women is domestic violence and their actual domestic partners right number one cause of of murder is not strangers mm-hmm. killing women but their partners killing women um, that that yeah maybe it won't always yeah. lead to uh, to murder but it does certainly lead to violence more often than people are willing to admit and then I think now we we're living in an era where this this becomes simultaneously most readily apparent to us because it gets posted online and trending and whatnot so we find out about the Bianca story because it's trending on Twitter but also because that same mechanism yeah. ends up exacerbating that violence making it more sensational making it more uh, you know, popular, and and I think some people in this instance, like uh, uh, those who are who are really pro the alt right, GamerGate, the incel community, are have tried to distance themselves from this particular murder. But here's the fact: you've spent months cultivating it. You spent years supporting it, encouraging it, fostering it, talking about how feminism is the problem, how women are the problem, how men are entitled biologically to women's bodies. What did you think was going to happen,
0: bro? I don't know, man. Dudes are just fucking weird. They'll like, yeah. they'll jump on anything. Um, like on Twitter, some some chick who worked for ICE got like super uh, famous, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, the yeah, the famous
2: yeah the infamous Ice right. Bay
1: Yeah, you know um you know yeah. how we have the currently nerdy patronus on this podcast, right? Uh-huh. I want to you know we're yeah. going to we're going to switch it a little bit, right? And I want to create the currently nerdy uh-huh. Death Eater because straight up Ice Bay is a fucking Death Eater. Right?
0: whoa <laughs> that's a her or like the people who discovered well, I, her, her kind
1: of honestly just, like i don't know if you read right. her twitter or not <laughs> well I,
0: okay all right we're gonna come
2: up with a better term yeah. than death eater because i think one it's alarming and two death eater isn't the opposite of a of a yeah. patronus but we'll we'll figure it out but yeah yeah, yeah I, I see what you're saying yeah maybe maybe
0: a de- i think he means the bro he i don't know how you're part of i
1: know death eaters are they're with that no- they're with that yeah, noseless no. <laughs> bald dude so i don't know but like
0: you Okay. The word you're looking for is Dementor. That's what you you summon your Patronus at to get rid of. All right. The Dementor is like the the guards of Azkaban that come and like steal pieces of your soul Okay. This is getting like okay, so now we're really embarrassing were ourselves.
2: Like we're going to the level of nerdy. Just like like I know it's in our name, but good God. We're actually having which Harry Potter character is what, she? Man? Is she the Dementor? <laughs> is she a Death Eater? Yeah. Look, the point of the matter is that this is a woman who's part yeah. of of a massive, uh, you know, state apparatus dedicated to violence. Right? Like, where did she? Where did she become popular? Right? What image? I
1: thought, yeah. That I. So her. So you know her. Um, her popularity kind of came through a photo. Of her escorting VP Mike Pence through, a, right. uh, you know, one of the detention centers. Right. And then when people kind of followed her back through her Twitter, there's a bunch of selfies on there. And now all of a sudden she's gone viral because everything thought everyone, you know, thought that she was hot or whatever. Um, never mind the fact that she is part of a system that has literally been destroying the lives of, uh, of thousands of people, <laughs> you know, children, men, women, everything else. And what's crazy is that even on her, you know, she'd actually since deleted it, but she talked about, you know, how much how the pride that she had in her job and protecting the borders and all the, you know, how amazing her job was and how much she loved her country and shit. And people have been jumping on.
2: And the fact that she literally created a Twitter account after she heard from other people in person, that the internet was talking about her, right? That's fascinating. Mm -hmm, This, this whole moment where the internet was like, Oh, who's Ice Bay? Who's Ice Bay? And she's like, Oh, it's me. It's like, what hold on a
0: minute i just find it weird like how the right wing decides on who's gonna be like their like beauty like person for them right so or the face of whatever they're doing right so like fucking tanya lara nigis or whatever the fuck her name is the you know she's she was like the center of attention for a while because she was a little fucking pretty blonde girl who was Mm -hmm. like spewing out hate but like deep down, she was a person who used Obamacare and lived with their parents and all this shit, right? Like, yeah. but she, but she used like, you know, like the fact that she was an attractive blonde girl, all right, right. To, to just say some shit and make a shit ton of money. And then there was like girl from uh, the University of Wisconsin who became like a symbol of like. The one
1: that- the one that shit her pants was at that it party? It's,
0: I think it's the same one. Yeah. Where she, but like she took photos with like her fucking AR-15 and like AKs and shit at like the university there, you know? And then there was that, that chick who like was hunting giraffes and stuff, right? And like was talking about how her she has a right to fucking hunt and slaughter animals for game, you know, like for sport. Mm-hmm. Like right. these are the women that well, get put on the pedestal.
2: We will say that I don't think anyone likes Gun Girl. Are you sure? She that is she true. gets like she yeah. probably gets she gets ratioed probably more than anyone on the internet. I'm sure some people like her like old white dudes, but in general, like she gets pretty wildly ratioed because I think she's pretty obnoxious. Whereas Tommy Lauren, like people genuinely like her, mm-hmm. and I think also people genuinely find Tammy Laryngitis attractive. Unfortunately, despite her hate, uh, and so there's there's definitely.
0: Or that NRA chick, dude. People love that Dana, whatever her name is, from the NRA. Oh, they did. They definitely love the the, the NRA chick. Though she's out of a job now, which is kind of oh, nice. Cool. Uh, yeah, because
1: NRA TV shut yeah, it down.
2: completely shut down. I mean, you wouldn't have think you wouldn't have thought that would have happened during the Trump administration, <laughs> but it, it's collapsing, which is. You know, music to my ears. But yeah, I think I think who they decide. I mean, this this goes back to there's a history here of why these people end up becoming who they are, and it goes back to Roger Ailes, who was the first to decide that that we, in order to make right wing talking points more attractive, you literally had to hire blonde women who wore the same type of haircut, who had the same type of clothing. I mean, he he was even went so far as to demand they all wore garters and shit and garter belts and whatnot. The fuck. Like, yeah, I mean, he was that crazy, but he, he was the one that really invented this idea—the blonde fox girl, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and that that became really popular. This way of of creating these figures that could then ta- give out talking points. Uh, fox News is the first to do it, but the internet has absorbed it pretty well. And then Tommy Lauren, to some extent, was manufactured by Blaze TV and her own desire to chase clown. And I think that's one argument to be had. It's like the way that you manufacture and you create the face of things. but I think Ice Bay and to a certain extent yeah the right wing is, is all about her but the fact that there are plenty of people who are not right wing that are still going oh wow she's you know she's I know. and they're making jokes they're about making detainment, jokes about it so it's like there's like there's the this is the part where I'm like this is how the internet uh, normalizes things. you see people in cages and you fixate on the on the attractiveness of that one person and then make the entire thing memeable right? Oh I'm going to jump the border now. Oh, I'm I can't find my documents now. Right, like that becomes the joke. And yeah, I know we can all kind of go or oh, whatever. It's 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 a joke. It's not that big a deal. But I think it is. It's kind of symbolic of a lot of of a deeper problem with an internet culture this intersection of virality and and clout the same thing that we see with bagel boss the guy who is shamelessly trying to capitalize on his 15 minutes of fame we see with her right she gained tens of thousands of followers in one
0: day that's true yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie right i looked up her twitter and i was like what the fuck is this
2: yeah i mean and i'm like yeah i get the morbid curiosity you want to follow people and whatnot but really That's what we got out of – I mean, we haven't even – it hasn't even been a full week since we've been outraged about concentration camps. We're already moving on to Ice Bay? Like, is that where we're at as a society? Because if that's the case, then then I think that the argument that so long as social media exists, no true revolution is possible, I think that argument is valid. I think it's being proved in our sort of everyday freaking life. weird,
0: right? Because Because social media brought in like the Arab Spring, no? Or helped – like anchor the Arab Spring
1: help the Arab Spring yeah I mean, I, you know, there was absolutely well that it was it created a communication device between people. Yeah, well, That's I why think, Egypt,
2: yeah, and banned I, Facebook. And I right? think I mean, V can attest to this because V was in Egypt during the Arab Spring. Um, is that they I had nothing to do with the it. social? They use social media differently than we do. It's not as embedded as part of the culture. It is becoming more so, I think, nowadays. But when it was being used, social media was just a communication device. People didn't protest on social media. They organized on social media and protested in the streets. We protest on social media and so what ends up happening is our protest gets absorbed into things like other trends like ice bay and whatnot.
1: Yeah, it's true. I
0: don't know, man. It's just a fucking weird society that we live in today like. Yeah.
1: How did we go from one bay who was throwing salt on his fucking elbow, a Turkish guy, oh my God. to to having a I mean, I can only imagine the fucking ice bucket challenge with this bitch, oh. but like I'm sorry. <laughs> That was no, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. It was that I was riffing in my mind. I don't have Ali's judging eyes to keep me. From saying know, yeah, shit. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, this is the problem of being distant is you guys are getting braver, you don't have my judgmental eyes on you. Hey man, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't
0: made any like inappropriate jokes. V is the only
1: one using the B word here to describe one <laughs> piece of shit. Fucking <laughs> like insult. Can't help. I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so you know, this is what I find interesting though. Like, you know, as a historian, Ali, like, how does this? I mean, do they look at someone who, who obtains this kind of virality and do they put them in the in the history like they would like an Irma Gressa, you know, the hyena of Auschwitz right. or or your Carl uh, was it Ilsa Cook, you know, right. the bitch of Right, like well, I think
2: this is this is, is here's people. the thing is like I think historians already did that they a bunch of historians have putting up put up those pictures and but like look how beautiful they were too right and so it's yeah, like yeah. there's there's what happens in the short term right you can gain 15 minutes of fame you can become popular you can trend you can become the main character of the internet for that day but then there is the long term and I think historians even as social media the technology is radically changing society I think the methodology of historians which is much more lab which is much more slow analytic process mm-hmm. uh, still remains the same. And yeah, we'll use Twitter and whatnot in our social sources, but the judgment of historians I don't think has changed that much ice bay is not that image of that image of mike pence with ice bay in it is never going to go away and that image is never going to be a good image it's gonna look bad not 10 years from now a year from now we are gonna we're gonna look at that image and be like, oh my god i that cannot believe that th- this was a thing the question Literally, is however it, is it behind? right but the question here is like When when, uh, uh, you know, the people who participated in things like Ice Bay or the Bagel Boss, will they feel any remorse for their culpability or their or their, you know, you know, contribution to this?
0: I don't know. Dude, I I don't know. I want to I want to take odds real quick before we end, because I know we're we're about to end. Let's take odds on. um, I think it's minus 115 that Ice Bay will be Mm -hmm. like on a campaign trail. Come twenty twenty. Oh God, I hope not. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I hope. I really hope not. Minus one fifteen favorite, bro. That's that's what I'm. Getting. I don't know what
2: minus one fifteen means. Like you're so using gambler speak. That I don't for, know.
0: You have to bet one hundred and fifteen dollars to win a hundred dollars. That's what. That's what minus one fifteen. Oh okay.
2: Means. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't bet, but I. I. I'm. The
0: optimist in me is saying please now. Yeah. <laughs> the realist in me says. It's more likely than not that she'll be on a campaign trail with some congressman uh, I, or some senator. Who's I think
2: it's more to... likely that she ends up becoming a model of some
0: sort, oh. or or
2: transitions into like oh, that's that's that's, that's minus three or something, something of like that. Yeah. yeah,
1: isn't that isn't that the truth? I feel like that's more of a plausible thing because I mean, it did. I think the virality, especially when people go viral for their looks, right? Um, I mean, and this is fucked up because can you imagine like mac or a makeup company you know like giving her a sponsorship right Right. because because she ended up going viral for the way that she looked
2: mac the face of concentration camps i
1: know right which is like you know but i mean is it that far-fetched when you think about it you know yeah Yeah, i
2: don't know i think i think the makeup companies are going to be careful because they're afraid of woke uh, their woke audience right so there may be some backlash but i do think that she may she will Eventually, especially like once the 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 fervor over concentration camps dies out, I think certainly there is going to be uh, like an attempt to to leverage into some type of um, She'll be sponsored by
1: Walmart Cosmetics, yeah, right, right.
2: right? Or she'll end you up know, as true. you know the face of Fox News, right? She'll be a common Fox News analyst That's or true, yeah. or host or some shit like that,
0: okay. you know. But she's brown, probably. Okay. not. it's Fox News. It well,
1: can't be worse than <laughs> Judge uh, Piro or whatever her name is, right? I mean, uh, you know. look.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna end this on a positive note, okay? Um, we're talking about people getting notoriety on the internet because of their looks. So there was a kid who applied for a job at Six Flags. Um, I forgot which Six Flags he applied for, but they didn't give him the job because of his hair, because he had dreadlocks. He had natural hair, right? He was a 17 year old kid, and he posted that like, you know, he got denied the job at Six Flags because of the way he looked. Um, a modeling agency saw his photo because, like, he took a picture before he went to the interview where, like, he was looking all dapper and shit. Um, yeah. But a modeling agency saw that photo and said, "You know what? Like, we're going to hire you because of your looks. So here's a, a contract to join our modeling agency." So, oh, on a positive note,
2: well, there was there was a there was prison bay. Remember prison Do bay you know Meeks. The, is that what his name was? He's yeah, exactly. like a really good-looking guy with like the face tattoos yeah, that people went crazy over. He had, he had like a uh, neck tattoos and shit. But yeah,
0: he became a model. He had a, he also had, he had also a face tattoo. He had like something on his face. He had like I one remember. of the, like teardrop-looking things on his face. He had teardrops. So he, he went. He became a model, right? Yeah, he's a he's a professional model now. Though
2: so I'm not so inter- Like as much as I'm a prison abolitionist to a certain extent, like I'm not sure I'm entirely on board with people. Yeah, like I don't know what his criminal background was. Yeah, so like, it was like oh, robbery or some shit
0: armed robbery too right ah uh, no so, so it was like a vo- was armed robbery but yeah i think it was it was it
2: but it's like is it a violent crime it was like a non violent like if he was a, you know, he was a, you know jaywalking or something Recreate. Jaywalking, or if it was like he was doing drugs. Like it was like, so it was a no victim involved. I'm not a big deal, but he was robbing people. Yeah. I'm not so sure. I'm I'm on board with that either. So, both Prison Bay and and and, and Concentration Camp Bay, we'll call her. Yeah. <laughs> they can both go bounce at. Yeah, but we're okay with Six Flags Bay. Good shit. I'm well, glad. I don't know who six. I don't know who that is, the, but I am gonna look that him up.
0: Kid, I told you who got the job.
2: I know. I know. I mean, I don't know how he looks like, so I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna look him up and then judge if he's short and he can't. It on Ryzen, he's definitely not. He, not I'm not supporting him. He's like
0: six foot one, bro. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. Okay. Uh, right, Making uh, right. it oh, Let's. Let's let's end it here. This
2: was an interesting podcast. We started off uh, with a bit of a, a kind of political rundown that was our ner- uh, politics nerd of the day. And then we really kind of dug deeper in the kind of internet culture and the way that uh, – and the news that kind of came out of it, particularly the the notion of virality and the kind of problematic mm-hmm. components as it intersexes, intersects with race and gender and whatnot. Let us know what your thoughts are. You can get a hold of us through social media. And Diz is going to let you know
0: how. Yes. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash currentlynerdy. Twitter at currently nerdy instagram at currently nerdy tumblr currently nerdy.tumblr.com youtube youtube.com slash currently nerdy we're on stitcher google play and the itunes podcast app so make sure you're subscribed to us give us a five-star rating um and give us a review i like reading our reviews and if you want to get a hold of us individually you can v how can they get a hold of you
1: find me on twitter and instagram at vtran 214 that's v y T R A N 214 or on my website at sandwichslayer.com.
2: You can catch me on my website at Alilomi.com on my social media. There, there I am, chasing cloud, A A O L O M I, or on our sister podcast, Head on History, Diz.
0: Um, you can find me everywhere on the web at Diz Bullah, Dizbullah, D I Z B U L L A H. And also, you can find me on the Samovar Network podcast. So, uh, Samovar is spelled S A M O V A R. So look that up on uh, on iTunes because I just did an interview with a few people. And um, I got interviewed for it uh, last month. So go and check out that podcast as well.
2: For everyone here at Curly Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. And all
0: hail the Curly Nerdy Empire.